Hello. Hello. I'm Coel. And I'm Kenna. Welcome to Diagnosing a Killer, the mental breakdown. There's only so many ways we can go. Yeah. Talking about mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. Oh my gosh, we should come up with like a little song. We come up with a song every time though. That's true. But like a set song. Oh. Welcome back to Diagnosing a Killer Melted Breakdown, and today we're going to be talking about something that, I don't know, I don't know how to start this. Well, what is your, okay, so you have a new mental breakdown for us today, and oh my god, I don't know what it is, which is really weird, because I usually know what it is before <laughs> okay. we start. No, Just kidding, that's a lie. Um, so what is it? So I'm, I wanted to talk about something that I feel like is something that is newer, in talking about certain diagnoses, and really this is a mental di- uh, a medical diagnosis. Okay. Instead of a mental diagnosis. So medical breakdown. Medical <laughs> breakdown. Um, but it is something that does affect the brain, and it is okay. something that can cause certain disorders as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about CTE. CTE. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah, that sounds right. It's a neurodegenerative syndrome that has been connected to serious symptoms, including depression, aggression, and suicidal behavior. Oh, wow. So, um, CTE has been talked about a lot recently, and we'll get into why. But it is formally believed to be manifested in um, boxers, originally. So, and I think this is like the 19... (laughs) We always say it's not the 1930s, but in the 1930s, late 1930s, um, it was known as punch drunk. So CTE uh, affects the brain of people who have suffered repeated concussions and traumatic brain injuries, most commonly found in athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the athletes specifically who take part in contact sports. Mm-hmm. Like football. Like football, yeah. Um, but it can also affect members of the military. Okay, it makes sense. And actually domestic violence situations as well. Also makes sense. So the term encephalopathy derives from the ancient Greek words in, as in in, I-N. And then the other parts are kephal, which would mean head, and pathia, which is suffering. CTE is usually characterized in stages. And it's stages that are not completely uncommon with things like dementia and actually Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So stage one, so it's like stages are the severity. So there's stage one, stage two, stage three, and stage four. So in stage one, um, the symptoms may manifest in reoccurring headaches, loss of concentration, and loss of attention or focus. Some individuals actually experience short-term memory loss, depression, aggression, and explosivity. That's mild? That's that's the first stage. Yeah. Stage two, um, and some of these are, again, this is list of severity. So it's stage one explosivity, but it might, it might just be might be contained. It might not necessarily be outward aggression. Yeah. But um, anyway, stage two comes with depression, mood swings, headaches, and short-term memory loss. Mm-hmm. Some people may experience impulsivity, suicidal thoughts, and some language issues. Wow. Like slurred speech. Yeah. Stage three is um, the most prevalent 
one and stage three is going to be memory loss. Executive dysfunction, meaning like your brain, your cognitive reasoning. Yeah. Explosivity. Visuospatial difficulties, meaning like... Vertigo? No, what you're, what, you're, what you're visualizing, what you're seeing. So like colors might be off. Huh. Things like depth perception yeah. are going to be... Those are going to come with those difficulties. I feel like um, that would give me vertigo, though. Right? Probably. <laughs> you know, not being able to balance yourself. Uh, and apathy. 75% of people in stage three are considered to be cognitively impaired. Wow. That's not even the most severe one. The most severe one is stage four. Jeez. The most severe cases, and they are prognosed to have full-blown dementia at this point. They have profound loss of attention. They have paranoia, depression. Most all other symptoms can develop um, from the other stages in this one yeah. and in severe ways. So it, it can actually develop into Parkinsonism as well. Oh, wow. So most commonly, this is found in uh, mild head trauma that is repeated over a long period of time. And in many cases, these are found in contact sport players, like we said earlier. Most commonly in football, hockey, and rugby. Okay. Um, just to name a few. Other people who suffer from this condition, again, like I said, would be military personnel who have experienced certain types of combat. Also in domestic violence cases where someone's been hit in the head repeatedly. Unfortunately, there's no confirmed amount of time or duration of trauma that one could or would have to endure in order to lead to the development of CTE. And there's okay. a reason for that. The scientific community has said, though, that they believe it takes years to develop. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So it doesn't happen right away. Right. It is something that develops in your brain. So currently, little is actively known about CTE as CTE diagnosis are made only at autopsy. Wow. It's the yeah. same thing as Alzheimer's. You can't 1000% say someone that is living has Alzheimer's or is suffering from it. You can only be sure once they pass Through the symptoms. and you can look at their brain. Right. And yeah. you can only study the symptoms. So, um, yeah. So CTE is only diagnosed by making, by having an autopsy done postmortem. Um, and it's, in certain sections of the brain that you can see the deterioration. Yeah, because you can't see that on scans. Yeah. So the brain of an individual who suffers from CTE gradually deteriorates and it over time, and it ends up losing brain mass. And if you, you can actually look up pictures of, you know, the brain scans that, not brain scans, but pictures of people's brains postmortem in comparison to someone who um, has a healthy brain. And it's it's usually right in that frontal area, well, that makes sense. And there's, there's, it's literally just missing. Like, there's missing, it just deteriorates. Well, if you think about it, the frontal lobe is very, of course, very imperative. Mm -hmm. um, but these symptoms almost kind of mimic, like, adolescent, you know, preteen, teenager thing. They kind of, not mimic, but they're kind of similar, which makes sense because the frontal lobe's not fully developed, fully developed. over here on the kid's side. And then it's deteriorating over here. Right. So signs of CTE are also signs for other neurological disorders like Alzheimer's and dementia, which I mentioned earlier. There are no distinct biomarkers that are related to CTE either. So it's really difficult to diagnose a patient while it's, they're alive. So mm -hmm. like they can't take a blood sample. They can't yeah. take a urine test. They can't do it. None of these things actually show, yeah. you know, that, oh, yep, oh, there it is. You have CTE. Mm -hmm. So there's no biomarkers. So concussions don't result in brain bleeds typically and so therefore you can't see them on CTs or MRIs. Yeah. So although technology is advancing now to be able to detect certain signs of CTE on MRIs and DTIs, uh, it has been a really slow progress because technology just hasn't advanced yet to show yeah. definitive proof of CTE on film. Uh -huh. So there is, however, a protein that's been discovered that'll actually 
attached to a tracer that mm-hmm. is the tracer is consistent with degenerative disorders like Alzheimer's, dementia, and various other conditions. But more testing needs to be done to determine if it's possible if this is a possible biomarker for future confirmation of CTE in live patients. So yeah, like I said, basically it's like a specific protein that is higher when you have um, certain traumas to the brain. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about as like a treatment because I was thinking because CBD is a um, testing or kind of a in the works of becoming maybe a treatment or maybe just like a help to, about the symptoms for Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or dementia because it actually has chemicals that bind those receptors back together rather than because they're apart. That's one of the big yes. issues why. But I thought that's what you were saying, but you're saying that it's, this it's, protein in- indicates that it's happening. That this right. So these happening. specific tracers, it's like a f- fluoridine or something, mm-hmm. and it's it's a specific trace. It's something that happens to the brain when it's experienced this yes. type of trauma. And so what they can do is they can base essentially give the body this protein. The protein then connects to that tracer, which is a binder. I see. And then test results will tell them, oh. The binder, you know, this has, you know, been connected somehow. And so they say, oh, okay, now we can read on a piece of paper that this specific tracer is in the the blood or in the body. And so, but it's not always the case. They can't, it hasn't been confirmed that that happens 100% of the time. Yeah, of course. So it's It's possible, but again, technology has to advance, science has to advance in order for them to kind of hone in on something that they'll come up with an actual test for. Yeah. So studies have also seen that uh, a possible cause for CTE is actually an autoimmune response to head trauma. So studies have also seen that there is a possible cause for CTE, and it is an autoimmune response to head trauma. So when the blood barriers in the brain are actually broken in more severe head trauma cases, the body actually attacks itself to repair itself. Yes. Much like a cut or anything like that, right? So when the blood... (laughs) This is such, I was, I was laughing last night because this is such a, um, alliteration. So the body actually attacks itself to repair the blood barrier of the brain. So there are a greater number of antibodies during the breaks of the brain, brain blood (laughs) barrier. (laughs) And in this case of, of concussions, um, especially when that happens, the auto antibodies are elevated. So, yeah. So, uh, that's another way to kind of test but the thing is, is that in concussions, the brain doesn't bleed. So it's going to be elevated, but they're not going to be as high mm-hmm. if, you know, if it's just a bruise, if it's just a bruise or yeah, exactly. So clearly we know that the supposed cause is repeated head trauma. So the only thing that we can do about it is wear a helmet, you know, wear a yeah. helmet when you ride a bike, wear a helmet when you have contact sports. But that even that isn't 100% successful. No, of course not. Things like that. If you must play them. Currently, there's no cure that exists for CTE since we really don't know a true testing method for it. Um, the only treatment with this is time and medications that are similar to those with dementia, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate because a lot of these people are young. Yeah, of course. So there's no known population of patients with CTE at this point because there's no way to test. However, the mm-hmm. rates of the disease are about 30% in patients with reoccurrent head trauma. Wow. So the highest number of cases that have ever been reported are actually in football players that have played beyond high school. Okay. So that's... that's when it gets more and people are grown and they're not... to say you're not grown in high school, but people are more professional. Of course, they have more experience with the sport. 
they're bigger, so mm-hmm. they can do more damage, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's more um, kind of pressing in order to become a professional is to be good at tackling, yeah. you know, being good at body slams or whatever they do. So 9% of all athletes, all athletes, have evidence of CTE. Wow. 3% is the rest of the population. Wow. That are non-athletic or non, not non-athletic, but people that don't play contact sports. Wow. It's just intense. Yeah. So 99% of tested NFL players have signs of CTE after death. There has only been 111 brains of NFL players that have ever been tested. And out of 111, 110 show signs of CTE. Oh my gosh. That's compelling. It's incredible. It is almost 100%. Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's not one position that you play in football that you're not going to come in contact with someone. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, you can go on Wikipedia and look at the people that are, um, that have been tested for the most part. There are, um, there was recently, what was it? I think it was 2013 or 2014. The NFL actually settled with over 4,000 uh, NFL players who said that they had suffered from CTE and they did, they just did a, a complete payout. They did a wow. settlement with over 4,000 NFL players. Like That's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So again, with all this talk, these symptoms of CTE are usually recognized as aggression or depression in living patients. Um, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about some very famous cases of CTE mm-hmm. legends, such as Jimmy Snuka. He's a, was a professional wrestler, and he was thought to have CTE after he actually murdered his longtime girlfriend, Nancy Argentino. Oh, my gosh. He was later found unable to participate in his own defense due to his, his advanced stage of dementia. Wow. Kellen Winslow II, he was, he was a professional football player who mostly played for the Cleveland Browns. He was likely to um, have a decreasing mental state as he would go on to be convicted for such crimes as burglary lewd conduct, battery of an elder, and sexual assault. Oh my gosh. Chris Benoit, who was another professional wrestler with symptoms of CTE before, um, he actually murdered his son and his wife. Oh my gosh. And he took his own life as well. He was confirmed post-mortem to have extensive damage to his brain due to multiple concussions. Wow. And he was actually, I mean, again, they can't confirm it until after death, but he showed many symptoms of CTE and was pretty much as close to a diagnosis as you can without studying his brain. The list goes on and on, honestly. Um, And there's actually people who, football players, NFL players, um, who claim to this day that they have to have CTE or they have symptoms of CTE. Um, This includes OJ Simpson and Brett Favre as well. Um, Big, big time names. And OJ Simpson was talking about it recently, too. He's like... Um, he's like, I, I know I have CTE. There's no way. And he's been convicted of grand larceny and things like that as well. So, of course, um, I know a lot of people know some things about Aaron Hernandez, um, but he died at 27. And the last brain that was actually observed with CTE before Aaron Hernandez's brain was actually 46 years old. Oh, wow. So they gained a lot of insight into even at a young age what yeah. CTE can look like. Of course. Um, and of and course, he, did he kill himself? So Aaron Hernandez was, of course, the professional football player who um, he had gotten in tons of legal trouble before he was ultimately convicted of murder. Um, His record includes bar fights, shootings, assaults, and then even suspected killings before he was actually convicted of murder. Um, And he did take his own life in his cell. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. 
Um, it's really, honestly, an epidemic that nobody really talks about, and yeah. it's a super serious condition, and it's honestly, the most unfortunate part is that it's completely preventable. Of course. And honestly, like, now, like, flag football is actually on the rise due to safety concerns, but over one million kids today from ages 6 to 12 still play tackle football. Yeah. 6 to 12. They're babies. Yeah. They have baby brains. And they're taking on all this damage, and it's just scary. It's scary that you can develop things like aggression, depression, suicidal thoughts, um, just violent tendencies from... Playing a sport that you love. From playing a sport that you love. And especially for young adults who throw themselves into sports instead of doing extracurricular activities elsewhere, you know, not in school. And, you know, for a lot of these kids, they feel like, you know, this is something that they can do. They can use their bodies to go to college and yeah. make something of themselves and provide for their families. Yeah. And they're sacrificing their mental health for it. And it. it's and it's well, sad. It's not, it's not even... I mean, football is, of course, one of the biggest examples, but this can happen in cheerleading. This can happen in diving. If you hit your head on the yeah. pool, swimming. Like, I hit my head so hard one time during a swim meet because I was too close to the wall. I didn't know. Yeah. And... Like, it can happen in any, even tennis, you know what I mean? If you get hit in the head with a racket or a ball, like anything, right. you know, it's, it's... The statistics are yeah. out there as well. Football had the ni- the 99%. Um, then it was like, rugby, I think, was like 81 or, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and they yeah, do yeah. have those statistics out there yeah. um, for people. Like, even baseball was like 11%, yeah. you well, know? Yeah, it makes sense. If you get hit with the ball yeah. or you get, if you fall when you're running or, oh, yeah. it's crazy. It, it is it's incredible yeah. and uh but again i in my opinion completely preventable of I'm, course but are we gonna cease playing sports no. because of the risk you no know? not like, at all and no one is not no that's, one is but it's well just that's the thing i mean the nfl makes billions of dollars <laughs> it i mean they make it the super bowl is the hi- most highly televised event every year yeah. like it's it's not gonna go away yeah the only thing that we would hope is that there is some limit, you know, if we have a testing process, if we have these biomarkers, if we have a way to be able to be like, okay, this person, you know, needs to retire earlier than yeah. anticipated or whatever. This person needs to take care of themselves or or whatever. Or maybe, you know, we come up with more safety things. I don't know what else you could do besides putting a giant helmet and giant pads all Seriously. over, a, you know, 230-pound man. But, you know, it it is what it is. Like... It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's going to keep happening, and it's it's probably, unfortunately, going to happen. I mean, it's never going to slow. I know. But it is important to talk about, and it is important to note. I mean, even with the cases that you just mentioned, like, this diagnosis can can lead to violent tendencies, violent behaviors, you know? And if that's going to prevent... I mean, even just the knowledge of having it can even prevent those things. Yeah. You know, even the knowledge of saying, okay, I do struggle with CTE and I am, you know, living with this diagnosis. Diagnosis. Now that I know that, I can kind of keep it at bay and, and, you know, at least try to treat it so that this doesn't happen and I don't end up committing a violent act. Right. So I know that, you know, we talked about Al- Alexander Lewis Rainwell, was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, in his case, it was like, it's a very, it was very quick when he started showing signs of schizophrenia but again you know there's no cure toward that towards that but 
treatment is there. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like the same way with CTE, you know, the, the damage has been done. However, there are ways, you know, that if, you, if you're aware of it and you, and you treat it and you look for help and you mm-hmm. get the help, that, you know, it, it is possible to not have to feel like you're regressive yeah. or Or, be I mean, violent. just to live a full life. It's possible. Of course it is. And yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. I, I knew a little bit about that, but I didn't know as much as I do now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for the information. Scary. And honestly, like, again, you know, when we talk about the way that this could progress as a society, maybe we don't have children ages 6 to 12 yeah. tackling each other, you know, yeah. and hurting each other at such a young age. Yeah. You know, but again, a lot of minds would have to change for something like that of to happen. Course, but of course. Yeah. I just, I, I think about the scientific community and the technology that we're going to develop when it comes to things like CTE. And again, yeah. when we get those biomarkers and all that stuff, it'll be definitive proof. Like, hey, NFL, yeah. this person shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. They need, they need to take care of themselves. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. For that was sure. a good one. Sorry it was you guys, so quick. No, it's fine. You guys uh, be on the lookout for the second part of Alexander Lewis Renwell. It'll probably be out next Tuesday, if I would imagine, just because of our mm-hmm. schedules. Um, so we're going to make you wait for that one and chew on the first part of that for a little bit, and then we'll come back with the with the information. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Diagnosing a Killer. We have Twitter at Killer Diagnosis. You can email us at diagnosingakiller at gmail.com. And you can donate to the Patreon if you'd like, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash diagnosingakiller. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you soon. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.